Hi, I'm T. And I'm M. Welcome to Swing Hearts, the podcast for sweethearts turned swingers. Join us on our journey as we share our true stories, useful tips, and all the crazy experiences as a young couple in the lifestyle. Hey everyone, so good to be back. Uh, We are so sorry for not dropping an episode last Tuesday. It has been insane around here with all things Podbash, so please forgive us. Again, this is uh, the reason we made the podcast, is to tell you about our lives, our real lives, and things do come up and kind of interrupt some of the things that we have planned. Yeah, so we do apologize. We hope that, you know, this episode kind of makes up for that. Um, We have a lot to talk about today, and the first thing being... What is E&M? Or ethical non-monogamy, if you aren't familiar with the abbreviation. So, it it was very important for me to talk about this because, one, I don't think a lot of people have actually heard, you know, the acronym E&M. I mean, it it sounds so similar to our (laughs) T&M. I keep, you know, getting tongue-tied with those two things. Um, But I don't think a lot of people have done the research so even though we know this space we're always researching and trying to you know find more statistics find out what the truth is you know understand more of the understand. lifestyle ourselves exactly so basically E&M stands for ethical non-monogamy and it means that you're taking part in an intimate relationship with other people um, besides our significant other, and is pretty much the exact opposite of monogamy, where both partners are exclusive with one another. E&M is also kind of an umbrella term. It's one that can mean different things for each individual, just like the lifestyle does for everyone, and we have talked about that many times. Yeah, like we've talked about is everybody has a different dynamic, and everybody comes from a different situation or background. Yeah, and like when we went to Podbash, there were tons of people who were just soft swap and tons of people who were full swap or nothing. (laughs) Um, Um, We met a couple unicorns. Yeah, exhibitionists. I mean, we're all on, you know, our own different paths. So some people may use, you know, the term E&M when describing their sexual relationships that are also romantic Um, That's not us, but that's why I said it's an umbrella term. So it all falls under the same thing. Um, I, that just means you have to try extra hard, you know, and have those conversations with those that you play with and talk about the hard things, ask them what they're looking for. And if what you're looking for and what they're looking for don't align, then you probably shouldn't play. Yeah, communication is going to be key in all aspects When it comes to play, when it comes to um, the relationship side of it, if that is the route that you do go, you're going to need to communicate with all parties and make sure that all boundaries are met and um, understood by everybody involved. Yep, and I think, you know, um, being polyamorous definitely falls under E&M. Uh, we are not polyamorous. But, yeah, that that would definitely be one of the categories that falls under there. Yeah. And, uh, again, nothing wrong with that. That's just something that we don't prefer in ourselves. We don't really uh, bring romance outside. Um, 
from outside our relationship. I, I feel like everyone has so much love to give and I totally support, you know, people who are polyamorous. Um, but it is, it's definitely hard for me to split my attention and, and we really no. should probably have somebody who's poly on our show one day try to, uh, yeah, explain it a little bit more, but yeah, I just don't think, um, even at the time now, just it'd be hard to involve another person in our lives with the lives we do live with our kids and <laughs> we don't even have time to go on dates with each other exactly. <laughs> so. making time for a third person would be very um contradictory yeah so while discussing this you know umbrella term i also wanted to bring up a, another important question and you know kind of have an open discussion here um what is the difference between non-monogamy and ethical non-monogamy so ethical means that there's consent involved you have discussed the boundaries like t had mentioned you have talked through the scenarios with your partner and they are fully aware of the other sexual relationships that you are having if you're only practicing regular, I'm doing air quotes like you can see that, <laughs> non-monogamy, um, that is something that, I mean, I would consider to be cheating. I mean, ethical and, you know, non-ethical. I mean, it's pretty... I mean, if somebody's going against any of the boundaries or behind any backs, that's definitely something that would uh, feel like a betrayal of the trust in the relationship. But... I mean, then again, I think to, I, I absolutely agree with you, but I also think to, like, some people think that liking, you know, a photo of, uh, you know, someone of the opposite sex is cheating. Like, in some relationships, that's their boundary. And, it, I mean, again, every relationship is different, so... I know. Now, that's not us, but, I mean... At a point, it may have been. Uh, At a point oh, in our many, early many, <laughs> many years ago, it may have when been. When we were young, though, I feel like I, for people who are grown and mature, I it's hard for me to wrap my head around, you know, something like that being a problem. Just because, like, I mean, maybe my way of thinking is different. I just think we've that... Also, we've grown up with each other. So. I know. We've been through a lot to kind of get past all of those barriers. Uh, in a new relationship, that may not be the case. I know. So that opens up a whole nother can of worms, though, because like people argue that being a swinger is cheating, being a hot wife is cheating. You know, when someone is cheating, they're not communicating ethically. They're lying and deceiving their partner, and that is not what the lifestyle is about. There's a big big misconception about all of that and you know a big misconception that because we are involved in E&M that our partner doesn't satisfy us and like that is just the biggest bullshit idea <laughs> completely wrong completely wrong like the lifestyle it should be fun it should be honest it should include trust and respect for your partner and people that are truly in the lifestyle understand that I think we really wanted to talk about this today because it is so clear to us based on our experiences thus far that society is not usually accepting of any type of non-monogamy, even E&M. 
And society has kind of led us to believe that a man and a woman are supposed to get married and have babies and live happily ever after, you know, only being with each other. And that's that. And guess what? Uh, That's how it is for some people. And we support you. But if we support you, please support us and how we choose to live, even if you wouldn't personally do the same. I think media also has a lot to do with it. It wasn't until more recent years that other types of relationships kind of started showing up on television and stuff like that. I think that's true. Um, There's definitely a lot more representation now. Uh, Even on like the biggest streaming platforms out there, there's a lot more diversity. And I'm glad that the word is finally getting out and people are opening their minds a little bit, but there's still a lot of work to do. You know, um, a lot of people still do not communicate their E&M lifestyle to their family. Many people are super discreet. I mean, even us, we have regular vanilla lives outside of this, and we're not ashamed of who we are, but people literally lose their jobs over being swingers, and people have fought for custody of their kids, and it's ridiculous because we're not harming anyone, and I'm not participating, we are not participating in these activities in front of our kids. Like, why does it matter? We're all grown adults. We've even lost friends over certain situations and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When people... Can't wrap their heads around it. Exactly. They cannot fathom this kind of lifestyle. And we are not asking everyone to live like us. We're just asking for people to be tolerant i mean shoot most of you liked me before you knew so yeah exactly (laughs) people what changed you have no idea your neighbors are probably swingers honestly (laughs) and people who engage in e&m are sometimes seeking something you know like i mentioned earlier that their partner is unable to give them but before you guys freak out just hear me out because i know that sounds bad but in my personal opinion It is an insane expectation to have that your partner fulfills every single need, want, and fantasy that you have. Like, it's just not realistic. And it's a lot of pressure, honestly. Do you think it's, do you feel like it's a lot of pressure on you? Of course. I mean, it's a lot of pressure on anybody to fulfill all those needs as one person or for one person yeah and if we can get over our insecurities and find like genuine happiness with our partner uh, amazing things can come of it and this allows your partner to find and participate in things that you may not be interested in there are some things some scenarios that i don't love that you are able to seek from you know another woman play partner of yours but we always know what's going on with each other. We're, we always communicate. Absolutely. And this does not mean that there's anything lacking in the relationship. It means that like you have more to gain from others that strengthens your relationship, you know, with your current partner. And I need to come down from that because I get very passionate about it. <laughs> I just want people to know that you can love your significant other and practice E&M at the same time. Exactly. All right, on to the fun stuff. <laughs> Let's talk about Pod Bash this past weekend. Oh, we had a great time. Uh, like most of our secrets trips, um, we started at the bar. As soon as we checked in, that is where we normally head. 
and time to get started at the pool party. Yeah, so when we first got there, um, we got there, I would say like around 11 o'clock. It was just before 12. Right, and you can't check in until 3. So we were staying Friday night and Saturday night, and we had to kill some time. So they do let you, you know, um, pay for your day passes and go into the pool. They'll hold your bags for you in the meantime. I mean, we just left ours in the car, but they're very accommodating about it. Yes, so after getting our membership and checking in stuff like that, the first place, like I said, we go is a bar after or when we get out of a kid-free weekend, I think we should start it off right. Speaking of which, we almost didn't start it off when oh we were supposed gosh. to. Oh, we went through some last-minute... Our, yeah, our babysitter fell through at the last minute, and we had to find another one. Yes, thankfully, we found someone that we trust. A, um, a good friend of ours was taking uh, her kids to the zoo that day, and she was happy uh, for our kids to tag along. And so that was awesome. We did end up finding something that day, but that just goes to show some of these things do not work out when you plan. Right, because if, you know, we hadn't had her, we would have been leaving much later in the day, probably would have ran into that awful 5 o'clock traffic on 95, exactly. I-4. <laughs> um, just things that we had planned to overcome. Yes, we were planning on hitting the road early, you know, taking those nice toll roads to <laughs> get us there even quicker, because we were just so pumped to start our adult weekend. Yes, we were excited to meet all the people that we'd been talking to over the uh, Telegram, the Podbash group. Oh my goodness, and, that uh, group finally chat. put some uh, faces to uh, names and stuff like that. Yeah. It was really nice. We got to meet so many good people. And even a few people that we already uh, did know. Yes, some local friends, some not local friends, but we've seen them plenty of times before. I mean, it was all just, it was just a big party with all of us coming together. It really felt like we had all of our lifestyle family, not all, we were missing some, but a lot of them in the same place at the same time. And it was so comforting. Yeah, some new friends, some old friends, and tons of good uh, company the whole weekend through. Literally, yeah. We try to stay more chill on Friday, like a more relaxed vibe, because we knew that Saturday was going to be, I mean, balls to the wall, like <laughs> festivities, we were hosting the room crawl, we just knew that would be a busy day for us, so really tried to make time for each other on Friday. Yes, Friday was our more chill day, and if I'm being honest, I think Friday night was my favorite part when we spent some time in the dungeon. That was super fun. I was super excited to finally spend some time in there. And, uh, and Club Swinkster, if you aren't familiar with the dungeon that is at Secrets, um, it's wonderful and organized so greatly. And the people who run it, Sir Tank and Goddess Elves, are incredible. Um, I don't know if you guys you know, saw our Instagram post, but we are going to be doing an interview with them. We did 
ran out of time while we were at Pod Bash, but we are going back for the Carnival Risque Takeover. Which is the organization that they run. Yes, and it is going to be in December. I think the 15th and the 16th weekend. So we're going to have a little bit more time to prepare for that. If there's anything in mind that you guys may have uh, questions or anything you guys want to know about Sir Tank and Goddess Elves, uh, definitely shoot them to us and we'd love to kind of ask them for you. Yeah, absolutely. They are such good people. Like, oh my goodness. It was so incredible seeing them in their space. They were comfortable they are informative they are great educators and i mean i got to see goddess elves you know in the birdcage like i don't know if there's a proper term for that but i should ask that's one of the questions i'm gonna ask um she was tied up by sir naughty who does shibari and that is like the only other person besides sir tank that can tie her up and it was so beautiful to watch it was truly amazing, but wonderful people. If you have questions about the BDSM, you know, lifestyle, the scene, anything about Club Swingster, please message us on Instagram. We will add it to the list to ask them. If we know already, we will also respond to that as well. Yeah, so back to our time at the dungeon. We were able to get in there right when they opened, so we got to spend some time in there to ourselves. Rope droppers. And <laughs> we headed over to the spanking bench first. Um, I grabbed a crop that I thought was kind of short for me. Um, I don't think the impact was quite as much as you would liked, would have liked. So it was definitely lighter than what I'm used to, however... You know, everything that you used had a different sensation on me. Exactly. And I think you really liked me more dragging that between your thighs and uh, across your back and stuff like that. I think you liked that a little bit more for the crop. Um, you didn't really like the impact on that. Again, I felt like it could have used more leverage. Right, you're right. I did really like, though, the crop on, like, the spine of my back area, too. Yeah, again, like I said, the impact could have been a little bit more, right. uh, but we were just experimenting with some things, so that was the first time I got to really mess around with one of those. I think it will be something we may incorporate into oh, our, yeah. oh, our toy I loved box it. here soon. Oh, I loved it. It, uh, it was uh, a more stinging one than what I'm used to, but it was it was really nice because it doesn't have a heavy you know, impact, and I liked it. It was different. It was really awesome, but uh, it was really nice to see you in your sexy PJs from the theme that night bent over that spanking um, <laughs> bench. Oh, should we tell people what I had on? Uh, it was like a navy blue romper and your ass peeking out the bottom, a little lace at the top. Oh, yeah, it was very sexy and like a deep plunging neckline. Oh, yeah, and I specifically chose it so it would be, like, super easy to just, like, pop a titty out. <laughs> so we started with the crop, but I think we figured that was a little too light for you. I think after that, after that we went to the paddle, which was definitely a step up. Um, <laughs> that was, like, five steps up because <laughs> the one that we chose... I was like, oh, yeah, I was feeling ballsy. I want to try that one. 
and um, it was like a wooden paddle with holes in it. So, <laughs> I <laughs> think that might have also been right around the time that uh, people did start to come in because I do remember a couple reacting to that spank. Yeah, spank heard around the dungeon. <laughs> I think we went a little lighter after that, so it was yes. sort of floggers. And now the floggers are something we do use every now and then, but uh, I was able to use a pair of them in the dungeon. We only have one here at the house, and I was super excited to get a pair and really use them all over you, and I think you were excited for that too. Oh, Absolutely. So we always say that we're going to spend time in there, but we just get too busy. And this time we were so sure that no matter what was going on, we were going to spend our time in there together. And it made me get into this insane headspace that was so like, I cannot even describe it. And that's why I want to have this discussion with Sir Tank and Goddess Else, because BDSM is like not just about impact hitting people you know like torture like it is absolutely not that and i felt so connected to you in those moments and it was prob that like i said that was my favorite part of this weekend yeah like you i'm completely submissive i mean after the spanking bench i went to the spider web and you you know put my hands in the little cuffs and oh, and i used those uh now these tools are toys I was not familiar with, but the best uh, way to describe them was kind of like um, finger attachments. So those were really cool. I liked how I could have my hands all over you and now, still play with them. Let's clarify because finger attachments can be many things. It's like think like Wolverine. <laughs> not even almost like a long fingernail or just a claw, but it it drove you crazy because. Like I said, oh, I could have so my nice. hands all over you and just kind of drop that and drag that across your back or your thigh uh, whenever I deemed necessary. And yeah, it's it. like this metal thing that just slides I'm going to have to learn what it was because it was really nice and I liked having that. Oh, we will get back to you guys on what that thing is. <laughs> But yeah, I used some pinwheels, which, you know, everyone knows I love those. Yes, they had some different <laughs> options there, so we tried a few different ones that they had. Oh, and we should also say that um, before you ever enter Club Swingster, there is rules. And all of these, you know, toys that we're saying we're using, they are shared, but they are very well cleaned. There is a black light to make sure, you know... You're getting everything gone. There's sanitizer. Everyone uses a towel on every piece of equipment. Like, it's it's really nice. If you're going to participate in the activities at Club Swingster, uh, you're going to need to respect the rules. It is a shared and safe space that was created for all of us, and it's really important to make sure that it's taken care of and everything you use is taken care of. Uh, this kind of equipment is definitely not cheap. That's why we don't have some of these things. That's why it's such a good thing that you can go there and explore with some of these new toys and experiences. Absolutely. I agree with everything you said, T. And yeah, that was an amazing night for us. Yeah, after the dungeon got a little packed, I think we kind of saw our way out and into oh, yeah. our room. 
it, like I was talking about, my headspace was so different. I was so connected. And then I don't mind a crowd. Like, I don't mind people watching me play, like, normally. But in that space, the BDSM space, where I'm really focusing on connecting with just my partner and whoever I'm having that BDSM session with, I don't, I don't like a huge crowd. It's a very vulnerable feeling. So that's just my hot take on it. <laughs> but I really enjoyed my time with you. Yes. Again, favorite part of the weekend. Yeah. Then, moving on to Saturday, the crazy day. That's when Aura came into town. Yes. Her and her man came for the pool party. Which, again, is where we always start our day at. <laughs> Always at the pool party. Uh, they're just so fun. I just can't. Pool help party, it. drink in hand, good vibes, good music, tons of people. Uh, where can you go wrong? Yeah. And by this point, we had already felt like comfortable. Like we went out to the pool party and all of our friends were out there. And it was just like, okay, cool. We're just joining our friends for the day. It, it was the first time at Secrets where I was like, oh my gosh, like, wow, I'm not a newbie I'm not these are not complete strangers like I I felt at home you know I mean it's always been a home but it well yes becomes more comforting every time we go especially with all the bad luck we had at the very end with you know um our tire situation we got a, a big old bolt in it <laughs> and had to drive it all the way home on the donut because nobody would change it Nobody would change it or fix it, um, and we had to be home. We had to get back to our kids. Oh, and that's not meaning that nobody would, like, physically change it, but we couldn't find a tire place that would help us, so. Because oh. <laughs> we, we know how to change a tire, but we couldn't get a new tire or plug this tire. So I just wanted to clarify that before, you know, you guys think that I'm a, at a place full of capable men who aren't changing my tire. <laughs> no, we just needed to get it repaired or replaced, and nobody wanted to squeeze us in. And Yeah. It was unfortunate. It was like, what a way to end a vacation. You know, something always has to happen. But anyways, going to talk about the fun part, and that was Saturday during the nighttime events. Um, let me back up a little. We're at the pool party. Like I said, we're around all of our friends. We have people that are brand new. We have people from the Telegram group that we have been, you know, group chatting with. There's like 70-something members in that group. We've been chatting with them for months at this point. And we go to this pool party. We are kind of flirting and, you know, just talking, hanging out. And the people that are local is actually Finn and Lily from Finn McGillicuddy's Lifestyle Unedited podcast. They're local to us. They're truly wonderful people, and we had the pleasure of spending time with them here in our city, and then we actually got to hang out with them at Secrets, and that was our first time hanging out with them in that kind of setting. And it was a ton of fun. We were kind of like building up the whole weekend um and Lily is very much a personality person she has to enjoy being around with those she plays with and you know it I feel very similarly I feel like her and I 
have a lot of the same characteristics and and wants and needs from partners. I have truly enjoyed getting to know both of them. We both have. We have had so much fun with them so far. And I really hope that even after this, <laughs> hope so. I mean, I think it went really well that, you know, we continue and maintain our friendship. And honestly, I'm really excited to see, you know, what happens because it was a lot of buildup, like I said, a lot of buildup. And I have been interested in them for a while, <laughs> pretty much since, I don't know, maybe it was like a year ago when we first met them in person, right? I do believe, yeah, yeah, that was the first time we had met them, and yeah, you've kind of been interested thinking about it since then. <laughs> well, geez, don't make it sound bad. It's not bad. Not bad I, at all. What, I, what he means is I'm willing to you know, put in that work to gain trust. And so are you. Like, this was actually my first time playing without you close yep. by. Like, that was a big, huge step for us. Mm -hmm. And I feel very fortunate that it was with them because I felt safe. I felt... And that's why it was with them. Is yeah. Because of the respect they both have and the trust that I both have in them taking care of you and being respectful of you. Uh, yeah, and I mean, they were very appreciative of that as well. <laughs> they both said their thanks to you, and I said my thanks to them as well. But I know everyone is wanting to know the details, and I'm excited to share. It was very hot. Yes, I was super excited for you to come back that night. <laughs> so, basically what was discussed was that me, Lily, Finn... Brenna from Front Porch Swingers. Um, if you guys are familiar with that podcast, it's amazing. If you haven't heard it, you should go listen to it. They're absolutely wonderful people. They were the hosts of Pod Bash. So, me, Lily, Finn, Brenna, and another lovely woman we're going to call Mary, we all decided to go to the playroom. And I had talked to T and he wasn't feeling super great. And so he was like, you know what? I trust these people. Go have a good time. And that was my first time playing solo. Like I said, um, even though I am very, you know, trustworthy of these people, um, I, it's still uncomfortable. Like it was my first time. Of course, at first I'm like, oh my gosh, like I don't have my phone on me. Like, what time is it? I have no t idea what time is it. I hope that T is okay. Like, what is he thinking right now? <laughs> so it was a, a brand new experience for us. Anyways, so I go back to the room with T. I get changed out of, um, I was wearing a Gatsby, like, flapper girl dress because that was a the theme for the night. I get changed into some, like, basically another thing of sexy pjs it was like this lace black bralette with some pajama shorts and i get to lily and finn's room we are going to meet there that's the plan to meet at their room and then go to the playroom and i get there and she's like uh why are you wearing so much basically <laughs> so she gives me a robe and i'm like yeah duh because when you go into the playroom you have to be either fully nude in a robe um or like women can wear panties but 
you definitely couldn't go in there wearing what I was wearing. So I was like, oh, shoot. So she gave me a robe. I changed into the robe. And they decided that they wanted to go to the dungeon first. So all of us headed towards the dungeon. We met up with um, Brenna and went inside. It was incredible watching Finn, you know, have these absolutely beautiful experience with Brenna. And, you know, he was doing some flogging on her. I was totally okay standing back for this one because although I think he is amazing at BDSM and flogging and I've only gotten a little taste of what he can do, (laughs) even though I think he's amazing, I was not okay with being fully nude for my first time playing solo in this dungeon. You know, like it... It was a lot of first, and so I just kind of hung back. <laughs> I kind of hung back, and it was really good because it got me super worked up. I was watching him with her, and in the behind me was Goddess Elves getting tied up, you know, and I just had so many beautiful things happening in front of me at one time. I was getting so horny and so worked up, and it was just so hot. And Brenna is, like, so fucking adorable, I say adorable. She's probably going to hate me for saying that word, but she is a petite woman, but she is so fierce and sexy in her eyes. Oh my God. Like I, I I was like, dang girl, (laughs) you get it. You get it. It was that, it was amazing. Just watching. I was definitely fine being a spectator in that moment, but I think I will be hitting him up, you know, for some BDSM time if Lily will allow that. (laughs) But anyways, after that, um, we kind of were like, okay, well, we're all ready. So let's go to the freaking playroom and get at it, essentially, is (laughs) what we were all thinking at that point. So we head into the playroom, and in the playroom, there is a giant thing of beds in the middle of the room. It's like, I don't know, like eight beds, four back to back like on each side and I think that's how many there is it's either six or eight you grab sheets we put on fresh sheets on the thing and we knew like what we were there for we were ready we didn't know exactly how it was gonna go because there is one male and uh like four of us women just surrounding him (laughs) at one point he was like oh my gosh is it my birthday (laughs) so it was super fun um, super, super sexy. And like I said, I, me and I don't want to speak for them, but I was lusting after, you know, Lily and Finn for a while. So I was super pumped, super turned on. And Lily's like, she's just gorgeous, her personality, but also she has a really rockin' body. Like, she has beautiful tits and I had the privilege of, you know, kind of sucking all over them, playing with her nipples while Mary kind of tag teamed the other one. So we are kissing all up on her, feeling all over her body. Me and Mary kind of tag teamed. And then Finn was on the bed and picture this guy. He is like, I don't know. He's tall. A six foot. I'm really bad at guessing heights. <laughs> he's like six feet tall. Okay. Very tan, muscular. Like his, his body is 
amazing. He's got one of those bodies where, like, if he's not flexed, he's still cuddly enough. But, like, if he flexes, it, you could see all of his muscles and abs, and it's just so sexy. Oh, my God. So, he's laying on the bed, and Brennan was the first one who basically just shoved his cock in the back of her mouth. And, oh, my goodness, that girl puts in work. <laughs> I loved watching it. We also then tag-teamed Finn. Me and Mary, I go up to one side of his head and she goes up to the other and we are sucking on his nipples, playing with his nipples, kissing all over him. And I kind of like wrap my hand a little bit around his throat. Not choking, but it was very like cheeky and, you know, like, hey, like making my presence known. So... It kept, I mean, he had all these beautiful women around him. They were all doing incredible work. And I, I was just like, let's give him, you know, an amazing time. So we are making out pretty heavily. And um, his cock is fucking amazing. It is like super wide. And he always, you know, jokes, I think. I mean, I hope he's joking about it not being large and I, I'm here to let everyone know and Brenna from Front Porch Swingers has also let everyone know on her podcast as well it is by no means small <laughs> by no means and I definitely got um I feel for that so after you know Brenna sucked his cock for a little bit her and Lily started playing and making out and rubbing up on each other and me and Mary, we were no longer tag-teaming his tits. We went down to his cock, and we are just stroking it, and both of us are deep-throating it, going back and forth, touching his balls, sucking his cock. He was definitely, like, living his best life in that moment <laughs> with all of us at different angles. <laughs> After that, um, I'm not gonna lie, there was like a little moment where we like all backed up for a second. We just looked at each other because um, Lily had mentioned, she was like, so are you gonna come that way or are you gonna fuck somebody? And we all just stared at each other. We're like, um, almost like we didn't want to jump too soon. But I, I of course, you know, me, <laughs> slutty me. I was like, okay, well, I'm getting on top. I don't know about y'all, but I'm getting on top. <laughs> So thank you, Lily, for letting me borrow your husband. <laughs> so he slips the condom on and I kind of like whisper in his ear as he sees like getting ready and, and slipping it on. I'm like, so how do you want me? Do you want me to face you? Do you want me to turn my ass around so you can see my ass bounce on your cock? <laughs> and um, like the gentleman he is, he was like, no, you can face me. Like, I want to see your face first. And I said, okay. So I kind of like hover over him for a second while I grab his cock underneath me. And then I situate myself and position it. <laughs> and that's when the, you guys know, I talk about how much I love this, this initial insertion. And I'm sure he could tell by the look on my face, like I fucking loved it. Oh my goodness. It felt amazing very thick, very girthy. <laughs> I was a very happy girl, a very lucky girl. <laughs> so he's inside of me and I'm like, you know what? 
I, I, I don't care who's in this room now because we had a crowd of people watching us. I was like, I don't, I don't give a fuck you know what? I am just going to enjoy this. I'm going to ride the fuck out of him. And who cares? Because I just want us both to come. And I'm riding him. I kind of like position my feet or like, I'm trying to describe it to you guys, but I put my knees on the bed and I kind of pin him down a little. And then I tuck my feet up onto like the top of his thighs so I can get better leverage and I'm riding his cock, and I have a wall full of people behind me looking at it, and I I seriously just do not care. I am going to town, and I reach back, and I kind of grab his balls and play with them a little bit, and it wasn't long before he was fucking me back, and he couldn't let me do the work. <laughs> this happens so often. I'm just like, damn, like, do I need better, like, writing skills or some shit? <laughs> or is it that good that people just can't let me do it? Anyway, he was grabbing all over my breast, and I had previously, you know, discussed my boundaries and talked about how, like, sensitive my nipples are and stuff, and he really respected that. I felt like he really listened because when he did touch my breast, he just held them. He didn't you know, do the things that I was uncomfortable with. And I made sure to tell T afterwards that fact because that makes a huge freaking, it makes all the difference when your play partners listen to you. I felt very heard and validated and he was doing all the things that I liked. And, you know, he then put me doggy style, which is my fucking favorite. I was so ready to take his cock. And I had told him previously that I like it hard. I do. I love to be submissive with men. I like to be more dominant with women, but I was ready to just take it. So I just put my ass up. I shouldn't say little. I put my big ass up there <laughs> and uh, arched my back up and I just took it <laughs> as long as I could. And oh my goodness, I'm not gonna lie. I was sore the next day. I was absolutely sore the next day. And he had me moaning like crazy. It, it was a, a show. We put on a show. <laughs> I came a lot. I mean, and I feel like I don't even know how long we spent in there. Because like I said, I didn't have a clock or a phone or a watch or anything like that. But that was also, even though that caused me a lot of anxiety, that was also one of the good things because I could really just focus on the play and it didn't fucking matter how long it was. What mattered was that, you know, <laughs> we had fun. We had a great experience. Everyone was respectful. We, you know, had our orgasms and I definitely had mine. So <laughs> after we kind of finished up, um, we went outside, we had some water and they were kind enough to walk me home and Finn you know, walked me up to the um, the room at Secrets and T was inside. But T was waiting up for me, of course. He couldn't freaking wait for me to give back. And he told me to tell him thank you. I just thought that was so sweet. And that's how you can really tell like who is lifestyle and who is just doing this to get laid. Because that, that means everything to us. The mutual respect that Finn and T share, I mean... I just adore it. I love it so much. And I hope that if you guys ever get the chance to listen 
um, to another podcast, please go listen to Finn McGillicuddy. He's hilarious. He tells sometimes funny, sometimes very cheesy dad jokes, but either way, <laughs> uh, Lily is amazing. I really sincerely hope that you guys get a chance to meet them and we hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Please don't forget to follow us on all of our socials at Swing Hearts Podcast on TikTok, TNM on Instagram, TNM on Twitter, and you can find our OnlyFans links through our link tree on Instagram as well. Everything is in that link tree as usual. So if you like our podcast as well, please give us a five-star review Um, Please leave us comments. Please message us wherever. Uh, We are very open and we love communicating with you guys. So please hit us up. (laughs) We hope you enjoyed the episode and until next time. Bye.